Okay, boys, take one. Dum 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 be do be dum 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 be do be dum 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 be do be dum. Whoa 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 whoa. Put on your baggies and transcendental meditation robes too. It's the Beach Boys, boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group, hosted by your boys, PJ and Pete. That's us. That's right. We're your boys. I'm your boy. PJ's also your boy. I prefer together, your boy. Yeah. yeah. Together, we're your boys. Your boys. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thanks for doing the manual fade out. A little peek, peek behind the curtain is yeah. as hard time, hard time? Yeah. Mix of hardcore and long time. Yeah. <laughs> long time listeners. That's what uh, people who are in for for murder yeah. say. Hard, hard time. Yeah. We also have a lot of listeners yeah. from prison. Um, hard time listeners know that uh, I usually I manually fade down on my computer usually, but this time PJ did it for me. I did, and you know what? It was pretty amazing. It was well, sort of like when a a couple, a hard time couple, yeah. finishes each other's sentence. You know, you just know each other so well. You know, usually you fade out on the knob, the one knob I gave you, but I took the, oh that's I took true. Your knob away. <laughs> there is an equipment update, which is that somehow, despite having my allowance back yeah we actually have less equipment than we did before and it seems a little spiteful because the only piece of equipment that we're actually missing now is the one piece of equipment that i got to control the one that i entrusted so Pete with. i now just feel naked behind a computer with no board of any kind for me to turn one knob on out of dozens yeah. so you know it's it's more streamlined but if people are less happy then is there really a, a point to it pj you think our listeners are less happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they could tell. You yeah. know, the warmth of the hand on the knob really yeah. makes a big difference, as most people know. That's why I usually hire people to stand over by my turntable and just yeah. hold the knob, because yeah. it, it's better than a tube amplifier that gives, you know, people think that gives off totally warm tones or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've got a fat guy that. named Rick, though, so yeah, go fuck yourselves. Ruben? Ruben? Rick Rubin? It is Rick Rubin, Damn. yeah. That guy. Is he a... He seems like a uh, uh, analog recording acolyte. I've, I have to assume. I have to imagine, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that for sure, but Whoa, I can't imagine recording with Rick album. Rubin and not doing a lot of analog kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Did he... I guess... I think he EP'd on that one. He does a lot now of like... I feel like he'll just come in and hang out with you for a couple days just to get the credit and like have you feel like as an artist you worked with rick rubin i mean but i don't know if he does a lot of like producing full records as much i might be totally wrong about this i think he still produces full Ah. records just saw a picture of him sorry yeah he got (laughs) he got skinnier over the last few years he's still not not what i was worried skinny man but the hair and beard that are always yeah i always forget about and it's it's weird seeing pictures of him from the 80s because you like looked cool yeah like there was a time Oh, there's a criticism section. Um, On rickrubin.com? Not all of the artists who have worked with Rubin have enjoyed his production style. Why would you work with him then? That seems <laughs> strange, yeah. yeah. Pe- people uh, really praise him for that Johnny Cash album he did. He did the last two Johnny Cash albums, I think, that were put out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, the American albums, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, most of those songs are like, Johnny Cash and a guitar in a living room. Yeah. So like, 
Yeah. Come on, Rick Rubin. Like, what are you really producing? Exactly. Um. Apparently, let's well, see. a really good album. What record would that have been? The Kanye one. The Resistance. Apparently, Rick Rubin produced uh, a Muse record. Huh. I don't know much about Muse. Uh, they're not great. I don't know. Yeah. I liked them in high school. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they like took a took aim at him during some award show where they thanked him for teaching us how not to produce, which is really funny because you would probably expect them to say for teaching us how to produce. That is funny. And They're so he added not in there. Are they edgy? Yeah. Well, they watched Borat the night before, so they yeah. understood not jokes pretty pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. then Slipknot apparently was annoyed that he didn't come to the studio very often, so... Why was Rick Rubin producing cool. a Slipknot album? Because that's his thing, right? Heavy metal and hip hop. Like, isn't that his two kind of? I don't know about the heavy metal part. I knew about the hip hop thing. So, oh no, that's filmography. Because he he oh, was the Beastie Boys DJ. He was. Yeah. Wow. There's a whole separate page for Rick Rubin discography. Do you think? Okay. Of course there is. Now this is this yeah. is a cool uh, thought experiment. What if Rick Rubin produced the Beach Boys? That'd be amazing. And Honestly, it probably it. would have been pretty dope yeah. if they were still trying to make decent music in the 90s. Yeah. Like That would have been pretty interesting. It at least would have been more interesting than any of the music they released from 1985 on. So yeah. <laughs> he couldn't have hurt, I don't think. Welcome to this podcast, the Rick Rubin Rude Dudes. Yeah. With your boys, Pete and PJ. I have to say, I don't... I kind of believe the idea that he doesn't come in and do that much stuff just because on his discography... He has like eight records every single year. That makes sense. In a way that it's like, there's no way he worked he, for he, like two months on each of those. You from know? what I understand, though, he also owns studios and stuff where he has a team of people like doing the actual. This is this is what I, th- he, I think he has a team doing the actual recording and then he yeah. like produces it. Like, I think he comes in and is like this is what we should do more like Probably. a movie producer than a music producer i think that's what is he's more like now yeah yeah uh you are right he uh was one of two executive producers with kanye on yeezus yeah and then there was apparently another co-executive producer Peter, and let, then 40 other producers credited yeah. on that album <laughs> let me so. let, let me ask you a question what's your favorite song my favorite song of all time this feels like a setup no Okay, I'm not. There's not a joke. I'm forgetting no, the punchline too. No, 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 no. I don't know if I have we a don't, favorite song. We don't do jokes on this podcast. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a kind of impossible question. I feel like I've had answers before, but okay. Well, okay. Why? <laughs> just go ahead. What? I'm what just, were you gonna say? I was just asking what your favorite. You, you just know, wanted to know what my you don't know what your favorite was. song is. I don't think I do. How does somebody not know the answer to that question? Because that's a pretty impossible question. I disagree. Okay, sorry. I don't know what to say. What's your favorite song, PJ? Skit 2 from Late Registration. <laughs> really? Oh, That's it's, cool. It's yeah. the best song, yeah. yeah. Um, I do really like... I also like this new song called Serial. It's really long. <laughs> long form song. Oh, okay, I see yeah. what this is. I see what this is. You're trying to pull one over on me. Well, guess what, PJ? I'm not falling for it. I'm not going to fall for this. Cereal is, it's technically a delicious food. For well, breakfast. no, it's technically a series of ten albums. It's not just oh, one song. That's man. my bad. Yeah, <laughs> I get albums. And songs ten confused. distinct. Yeah, it's a whole discography. Yeah. A serial discography. Yeah, uh, actually, now it's twenty, right, what? or something. 
they have three seasons. Who cares? Really? Yeah. Well, I missed the third. Third <laughs> one's under the radar. better than the second one. Second one's bad. Yeah, they did the... Uh, Bill doll. Well, I guess True Detective season three hasn't come out, but yeah. that's what everyone's assuming is going to happen. It's Good season be three. Too. Well, season, season two season sucked. Two. Also, they said... Let me apologize to the uh, listeners. I yeah, have taken three Benadryl and I'm drinking right now, so I'm a little drowsy. <laughs> Why did you take the first Benadryl? And then tell me how it came that you took two more in succession, unless all three were taken at the same time. I took two. Okay. At the same time. Okay. Because I'm allergic to my cats. Ooh, or it's, that's rough. I just learned that fall allergies are a thing the fuck yeah i didn't know about that i'm Someone still skeptical yeah. On that one, yeah um <laughs> fall allergies are as real as september santa which yeah. is to say not Ooh, <laughs> uh and so i took two because i was like i'm really congested and very sure. allergic to these cats and then yeah. later on i was like i'm still really congested i'll pop another Ooh. i started drinking in between the times though yeah this was all within the last hour benadryl are the sleepy ones right um <laughs> <laughs> i think they are right let me Aren't Benadryl what you're not supposed to take when you drive? Okay. Good Foley work there. Thank you. That was a uh, piece of aluminum foil, if you can believe it, and a baseball bat PJ made that sound with. Um, I think they Warnings. Do not use to make a child sleepy. Uh, okay. So what? I think they might have sleeping qualities. I think my mom, genuinely, her and my neighbor... Uh, the na- old neighbor lady who also had kids. Okay. They used to put Benadryl in Kool Aid so that we'd be wow. We wouldn't be all hyper That's all some the time. Creepy shit. That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sounds like a real Manson family thing to do. Um. Oh, do not use. <laughs> Avoid alcoholic drinks. <laughs> Uh, Anyone who's stuck with the Beach Boys boys, by the way, all summer waiting for this show to come back, and in episode two, we're already bored enough that we're reading the back of a Benadryl box, Uh, should be very happy right now. Marked drowsiness may occur. Yeah. Alcohol sedatives and tranquilizers may increase drowsiness. Yeah, (laughs) I think it might. PJ now not only has... (laughs) Excitability may occur, especially in children. So it it has the opposite effect. I guess so, if you're a little boy. I'm not a doctor, but... um, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might be tired. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This is very uh, energetic music, so you'll, yeah. be, you'll be good. Yeah. It'll yeah. get us pumped the fuck up. <laughs> so for once, I'll have to be the more active of the two Beach Boys boys. That is, yeah. I think this might be the uh, precedent. The episode? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any... Uh, any business to take care of pj we could do our infamous bit chug a lug that's true we could do the infamous bit sorry what are you chugging yeah did i mention on the last episode during the break i forgot what any of the albums all these songs are on so i just keep having to search them in my itunes yeah i do remember chug a lug though all right, right, it's time for What w- are you chugging? Pete, what are you chugging right now? PJ, I'm chugging uh, a beautiful uh, Bayern Brewing Oktoberfest lager. Ah. It's an old style dark Marzen lager, which I'm told is responsibly brewed in a state called Montagna. 
I don't know about that. Um, and um, it's the bottles from 1987. That doesn't seem right, but okay. Yeah. It tastes good enough, so. Yeah. All right. What are you chugging, PJ? Let's see. I <laughs> am Besides three Benadryl. Uh, I So I put P- three Benadryl in a class, yeah. added vodka, yeah. and then added Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have any information on where it was brewed. Sure. Oh, wait. Bottled under the authority of PepsiCo Incorporated. Yeah. Purchase Ed Wine. That's nice. Ten fifty seven seven. And that's what they call white trash drink, right? This is what they call, <laughs> uh, yeah, hillbilly heroin. Yeah, okay. Works for me. All right. And that has been What Are You Chugging? What Are You Chugging? And then I, I have the same beer open because I'll drink after. I'm well, true. That, yeah, right. Because, you, yeah, you need a couple tonight. Cocktail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's only hillbilly heroin if you follow it up with a beer. Exactly. <laughs> I'm also I'm gonna spit my skull in the in the bottle after I'm done with the beer. Yeah, yeah. which is an especially cool trick if no one's yeah. seen it. Actually, yeah. it's very interesting. I could do it across the room. Yeah, you could. Wouldn't recommend it, but you could. We could also do our other famous segment, Beach Boy, Who's Your Toy, and look at pictures of them from the era, and see who our toy is. That's a good idea. Do you remember what the the theme song is for that one? We could play that Jane and Dean song. Two uh, girls for every <laughs> boy. Yeah, I gotta find that one now. What song is that I called again? California <laughs> something, God right? God damn, Jan and Dean, two girls for every boy. Do you think YouTube is gonna help me with this? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think it will. Surf City. Surf City. All right. Ooh, should I click on the version with Jan and Dean in suits, or should I click on the version with a couple of bikini babes? Couple of bikini babes, but you Hell know me. Yeah. All right. Wow. Good job, YouTube. All right. All right. Beach Boys, 1977. Images. Wow. (laughs) I'm already really amazed. Um, Have you seen this one with uh, Mike in the cowboy hat? Um, No, but here's one with... Who has short hair? It looks like Brian got a haircut in this one. I'm almost positive that's Carl, Al, Mike, and then Brian with short hair. That is Brian with short hair. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm choosing Brian. He looks like a total snack with short hair and a beard. Well, he looks hair, really good. He looks great. And also, this is definitely during one of his slimmer periods, but he just he looks good. Denny's not in there. No, Denny's not here for some reason, but I like that picture. You know, even Brian like this, uh, here's a picture of him with the long hair, and he's chubby and playing bass. Oh, I'm wow. into it. I think I just like the shirts he's wearing. Yeah. Which are barely shirts. When he shirts. decides to wear a shirt instead of a <laughs> yeah, instead robe. Of a robe. Yeah. <laughs> he looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. See, it, well, okay. He looks worse here with the uh, short hair because it's a fucking bowl cut. And I it looks... kind of still like it. I'm not going to lie, though. I don't like that Like, one. I think it looks better than... Because his weird long hair on the cover of 15 Big Ones is rough when it's oh, all slicked oh, down. I know? agree. Um, okay, here's a good one with all of them with long hair. Um... Oh, Jesus Again, Christ. though, I think Brian's hair is not working for me. Here's who we can rule out: Bruce Johnson looks like a perv. Oh, I should. I haven't seen him in '77. Oh wow, he just looks like a slightly older version of the exact same person. He looks like a perv. You know who looks really, really good in 1977 is fucking Denny. Denny looks like he should have been. I don't know, like a model basically in the 70s like he's got the perfect feathery middle parted hair 
Yeah, I mean... He's got the nice face. Like, he's the only clean-shaven one, which goes a long ways toward, I think, <laughs> being that's, pretty good looking. Yeah. We can, we can rule out Mike, Al, and Bruce. I think Al actually looks better... He I he definitely looks better with the beard in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Um However, than when he didn't have the beard, like he looks less hobgoblin esque. But um still not great though. No, still not great. Um and then yeah, Mike's Mike's out. Carl looks fine. He kinda just looks like Carl, honestly. There's who's, nothing really special happening there. Who's that guitarist from the Eagles who Joe Walsh. I feel like Denny looks a lot like Joe Walsh, but I might just be making that I up. I think Denny is better looking than Joe oh, Walsh. Oh, Joe Walsh is freaky looking. But yeah. I think Joe Walsh had a beard at one point. Here's a picture of all of them with nope. Brian wearing a shirt that reads Brian. That is amazing. <laughs> That's dope. I would wear the hell yeah, out of that shirt. I would too. You know what? I think I might have to go Denny. Wow. Brian, okay, in that picture where he has kind of bad hair, which now that I see it on my computer, yes, yeah. it's very bad hair. Yeah. Uh, but he's wearing an American Spring shirt. That's wild. That must have been one he made at his house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's. No had, way they toured or anything. He had a lot of free time on Okay, his this is amazing. This is some weird. It's a UK seven inch single. Oh, with Mona. Okay, from the record we're talking about today. This is a great picture of them. Denny's wearing some sweet overalls. Oh, hell yeah. Looking like the farm boy you would totally want to fuck. Okay, Denny looks like somebody now. Yeah. Like, he looks like a yeah. cool high school kid now. Yeah. And then Mike is wearing his insane hat. But aside from that, doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Brian looks like he's lost and doesn't know why he's there. I feel like there was half of 1977 where Brian had his <laughs> shit together. And then yeah. the other half, it was like, oh, oh yeah, not at I all. I think that's totally true. We'll get into it a, a oh, little bit today. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a picture of Denny wearing the overalls with no shirt. Oh, God. I've never been so attracted to a man. <laughs> Denny has definitely become the best-looking adult beach boy. He was the best-looking child beach boy as well. That's probably true. I was always partial, partial excuse me. Al, before he got really gross-looking, yeah. I, I liked. Like pre, I don't know, pre-Pet Sounds kind of Al for some reason. Huh. I think he's uh, and always looked real weird. Carl, like, right after baby fat phase, but right before, like, he Actual got long phase. hair and beard. Yeah, yeah, like, old man kind of phase. Like, he, I think, was also, was then, I think, took the reins. But Denny in, like, I mean, Denny's, at this point, three years away from being dead, but he looks good. <laughs> yeah. There there are some times where Brian, I'm like, damn, Brian, good job. Yeah. He can, yeah, he can be very good. It's the it's the same thing with like Carl, where he did have baby fat for a long time, and then like, yeah, he looked good for a while, and then he looked like shit for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. Whenever Brian doesn't go on like a year long bender of staying in bed all day and eating pills, yeah. um, he looks great. I think yeah. like he's a good looking dude. If he slims down a little bit, gets a haircut once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And this has been. Beach Boy, who's your toy? Oh, yeah. Beach Boy, who's your toy? Wait, are we locking in? My toy is Denny. Denny, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I think that was the answer we had last time as well. I was also going to go through with you real quick. Um, okay. Brooklyn Vegan, our favorite blog, even though I don't know where Brooklyn is. I'm, hmm. I'm so bad with anything outside of like the greater Anaheim area. Yeah. I know where downtown Disney is. Yeah. And I know Martin Luther is King Is there a Boulevard. Brooklyn? Is that a neighborhood in LA, maybe? It could be L.A. Oh, okay. It might Maybe be, it I think it's up like, near the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, someone I know moved here from, like, 
Yeah, somewhere around there, and they said something about Brooklyn being up there, so... Yeah. Anyway, so it's this blog, but they have a list of the 20 best Beach Boys songs, not on Pet Sounds or Smile, which is huh. an interesting distinction to make, if yeah. you ask me, since Smile is like technically not a Beach Boys record. Also, I mean, it's like yeah. at this point, it's just like a released box set in 2010, you know? like I, They're probably counting Smiley Smile for that as well, right? I, I don't know. Their intro just says like Pet Sounds obviously is incredible. But then the Smile Sessions is a 10 out of 10 masterpiece as well. So uh, for more casual yeah. music fans, um, here's 20 other ones. All right. Number 20, Catch a Wave. I like that choice. I'm surprised that it's on the list of 20 of songs, 20. though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all right. 19, okay, California Saga <laughs> from Holland. <laughs> Okay, so Holland was like 12 tracks yeah. minus California Saga. Surf's Up was like nine tracks minus student demonstration time. Like we're already getting close to 20 yep. songs just from there that are better than these couple. So please let me wonder from today. We, It's one of the B-side like no, um, no, no, no. I think, ballads. I don't, I don't remember, remember the song, but Play it this is quick. in the top 20. Every song on today is better than that song. She Knows Me Too Well from today. That is a great song. Also one of the bells. The Warmth of the Sun. Okay. <laughs> the Warmth of the Sun. Okay. Boy, we're up to number 16, and I can already... T- oh, hey, you'll like this. 15, Transcendental Meditation <laughs> from Friends. Uh, Surf and Safari is number 14, which the idea of... a. Every music fan knows these two albums, but here's yeah. 20 other songs you won't know. You won't and then know. throwing Surf and Safari on there. Also, this would be a lot better if they just said 20 songs like you should check out that aren't on Pet Sounds or Smile, but yeah. the 20 best songs is their number one California Girls. I hope so. Uh, let's see. Let Them Run Wild, agreed. Off Summer Days and Summer Nights. That's a good choice. I'm not sure I remember huh. that one. Annalie the Healer from Friends. What the fuck? Yeah, Mike's Ode to His Massage Therapist. <laughs> I went to sleep from 2020. Um, no, I legitimately don't remember that song, and I really like 2020. So, I get around. Okay, yeah, sure. This whole world from Sunflower. That's a great choice, actually. That's a fantastic choice. Uh, Wild Honey, great choice. Ooh, really good choice there. Girl, don't tell me from Summer Days. Oh, this is the one that sounds a lot like Ticket to Ride or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a good song, but top 20. Of, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Surfer Girl. Boo. Sail on Sailor from Holland. Okay, I was going to be choice. really upset if yeah, Sail yeah. on Sailor didn't make it up. Cause it's it's weird, song. like, because this person obviously listens to... Deep Cut. Yeah, yeah. but they, yeah. They're I mean, this should choosing. be mostly 1967 to 71, if you ask me. The 20 best songs that are on Pet Sounds. Yeah. And then, like, a few cuts from today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Forever from Sunflower. Uh, I think this is one of the weird Denny Wilson ballads. Huh. I don't remember it off the top of my head. It's probably fine, but still. In my room, okay. I would disagree with that choice. Oh, number two is only California Girls. <laughs> Can I try to guess? Yeah, when one? I grow up to be a man, I think is a way better version of In My Room, in my opinion. Like it's kind when of the I same idea, man is so but good. I like the song better. I don't yeah. like Surfer Girl, but I like what, When I Grow Up to yeah. Be a Man. Don't tell me number one. I want to try to guess. Okay, you will not guess it. <laughs> I is guarantee it, it. Is it not Surfing USA? No. I, no I guarantee you could go through every song you remember by them and you'd never get to this one. Uh, Till I Die 
the weird song about like a cork bobbing in the ocean that Jack Riley sings off Surf's Up. <laughs> weird choice. Yeah, like the thing about the wind killing the tree, yeah. that song. Jesus. Wow. I mean, I guess bold choices, but I can't say I really agree with any of them, and especially not in that order. No. I mean, I do agree with Sail on Sail on Sailor is maybe the only on unequivocal yeah. one. And I would the rest of them. And I, this whole world is a great choice. If you and some, Wild Honey. I would have put some tracks from Party on there as well yeah. as, I mean, yeah, oh, help me, Rhonda. a lot of Today, a lot of... Boy. We should odd. make... This is work. a strange Beach Plus fan. They have interesting taste, man. They obviously... Oh, I wonder if these are... No, they aren't. I was going to say, I wonder if these are all Brian songs, but Annalie the Healer isn't. Yeah. The Denny Ballad isn't. Like, I was thinking for a second, maybe they just chose only Brian ones. Regardless... They're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It was just an interesting idea, I guess. Yeah. If we had more inclination, or if you had all their albums pulled up in front of you, we could do the same thing, but I don't want to think that fast off the top of my head. Plus, we've already kind of done it, I guess, with our best of episodes. Yeah, I think that's repeating. I could just Just listen to those episodes, and yeah, yeah, you'll get a much better idea of the Beach Boys' best songs outside of Pet Sounds. If you want to check out my Beach Boys playlist, you can look up PJ Willett, one word, on Spotify. Yeah. Click on two the, L's, two T's. Yep. Click on the picture of me, and uh, then listen to the album labeled Beach Boys, but boys is spelled B O U S because I spelled mm. it wrong and didn't bother to change it. Perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, PJ today. <laughs> oh God. You're right there, Pete. Well. <laughs> he just took a huge bong rip. Yeah. Uh, PJ, today we're talking about the album Love You. Oh. And or titled The Beach Boys Love You. I'm actually very unclear on which one the official title is. I believe it's called The Beach Boys Love You. That was my impression. So I've seen that in most places, but I've also seen in other places just Love You and like that's how it is in my iTunes and stuff. So You'll know why I think it's that in a moment. Like um, I guess if we have the vinyl, we could just read the spine. But that's yeah. actually doesn't even necessarily make a difference because the spine would just say The Beach Boys and then Love You yeah. after it. But you have a reason that you think it definitely is. Yeah, uh, and we'll go over that in a minute. Um, earlier today, I asked Peter, are we recording tonight or not? And he said, yeah. I said, what album? And he said, love oh, this you. this is funny. And then I said, oh, thanks. Love you too, kid. That was just pretty a good. funny little thing that I did. I guess. I'm just, pretty drowsy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. In, intrinsically, I hate the idea of it being called the Beach Boys Love You because then it's the Beach Boys yeah. Love You by the Beach Boys, whereas it's like fun in my opinion, to have it be the Beach Boys apostrophe love you, but then it works both ways as a sentence and as a this is their album, love you. My, Does that make sense? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Um, but there were a lot of albums like that did not translate to digital well that are called like um, something rubber more soul. from like... Because digital yeah. stuff isn't rubber. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I dig what you're saying like, though. Yeah. Like um, there's a lot of like 50s, 60s compilations where they, where they where it just makes to, no sense. They didn't yeah. have to catalog it like we do yeah, now. They just true. had an album that was, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I suppose I... um, Because like every greatest hits, like Patsy Cline's yeah. greatest hits. Yeah. Technically like on iTunes and stuff, that's called greatest hits. But yeah. it, it the album's I think called Patsy yeah. Cline's greatest hits. Good point. Something like that. I'm going to I'm going yeah. to call it the Beach Boys album Love You. There you go. Cuz I think that's much better and honestly whatever. I don't give a fuck. 
Um, can we talk about the cover for this album? Yeah, we definitely can. Um, maybe I hate it. <laughs> oh, wow. I like it. I don't hate it, but it it is so deeply 70s to me in a yeah. way that actually like doesn't seem 70s. Yes, it seems like if someone like, made an album now that they were like we were really influenced by the 70s, they would make that their cover like a cross stitch crochet looking thing that looks like a pillow in your grandma's house. But it was actually made in the 70s. I understand that, but I'm just saying like I love it. I can't help but look at it with 2019 eyes to some degree and go I understand what it's supposed to be, but it it just looks like some douchebag. It also looks a little bit like pixely, like it looks like an 8-bit yeah. video game. Or that too, bit. which actually makes a lot of sense with them using so many synthesizers on this record where if I, you get Actually, I like thinking of it that way a little more. I just in terms of it being like an enjoy, early digital yeah. art thing rather than a um cross stitch. Yeah. I love this. I think it's my favorite really cover That's by them so far. I do I do like it. I I don't love it though. I do. I really in the enjoy way it. that I wish I could maybe, but I would yeah. like to own this on vinyl just because I think it's a beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, yeah. It'd be super cool if on the vinyl copy, like all the little squares were raised, so that it was like cool. a digital art kind of thing, or like a uh, like I'm thinking of a light bright, I guess. But yeah, you know that kind of idea would be really fun. That would be pretty sweet. They should reissue this album on vinyl, and they could get funky with the album album oh. cover, album art. I mean. All right, we can get into this album. Uh, yeah, I think so. Do we want to do a little background? Let's do a little record? background. Okay, um, you have a little. You have a thought yeah. from our our so, uh, co Beach Boys fan host Wyatt Funderburg, whatever we're calling him. Uh, friend of me, so Wyatt. I I sat down with our friend of me, Wyatt Funderburg. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to say his last name. I think it's, it's fine. A good question. Does he say it on his podcast? I think so. Then we're good. I think we're as good. long as he says it on his. So. Um, yeah. Do we so, want to do a little background before we hear his thoughts? Just yeah. Just so people um, kind of know the context of the record. Yeah. Hey, let's do that first. Yeah. Okay. So the Beach Boys love you. Um, Brian, at this point, was recording, you know, under the auspices of Eugene Landy, who wanted him in the studio. Yep. Um, so he pretty immediately after 15 Big Ones came out, started working on Love You. Originally. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. yeah. Can we do an entire episode on Eugene Landy at some point? If we have time. Sure, you can do yeah. Charles Manson style if you yeah. want. <laughs> and give me the whole the whole deal. Background on Eugene Landy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was originally supposed to be a Brian solo record, um, but immediately reversing course from there, no one likes each other and no one gets along. Yeah. Before Brian came back, they all decided they should record it together. A little bit cynically, like yeah. uh, it was partially because they wanted to ride the success of 15 Big Ones, which sold really well course um and also like i think they realized the songs were actually good enough that they didn't Mm -hmm. want to just i don't know have it go have the beach boys name not attached to it but then also just i don't know like i think they were probably even if there was some money making to in their minds uh it's also just exciting because you know brian actually is back at this point uh because he's writing good songs um yeah and producing interestingly and well so um, this album is really famous because Brian gave an interview uh, sometime in the 80s or 90s, I think, where he recommended that if people want to listen to the Beach Boys, listen to Pet Sounds and Love You. I think and I've seen that even interview. though it was kind of an underground cult record, it, yeah. yeah. Is it, it one where he's like... I'm not positive. I've okay. just read the quote. I haven't seen the I th- video. I think I saw it. the interview. I think he's wearing yeah. a bathrobe and sure. probably underpants yeah. and like 
smoking and oh like so from the like, 70s maybe still or is it that early i don't know yeah let me see if i know where that quote is from um because he wasn't great in the 80s either though yeah that's true yeah that's a good point um so yeah he really likes this record and i think is also kind of on record uh as yeah having this be one of his very favorites along with yeah. pet, sounds. pet sounds um which from what i understand uh he was giving given the most creative uh i guess uh, he had he was at his most unhinged on those two albums except for maybe smiley smile like he was given yeah. almost complete creative control on those yeah yeah um which two uh pet sounds and love you gotcha yes yeah um, yeah, this is basically Pet Sounds of the 70s. He yeah. wrote every single song. Um, he actually did write all the lyrics this time, though, instead of Van Dyke Parks writing them. But um, wrote every song and all the lyrics and then also did the thing where, like, all the other band members are kind of only involved in that they're fulfilling, like, Brian's yeah. vision for the songs. Um, so it is very similar to Pet Sounds in terms of how it was made, for yeah. sure. Um so, and for the most part, um, let's see. So, a little note. Oh, yeah. A note about Landy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He was forcing Brian to work in the studio. Um, Landy apparently said he... I, it's hard to tell if he's joking. We have to assume he wasn't, knowing what we know about Eugene Landy. Yeah. But said, like, he had to work every day in order to get uh, fed at night. <laughs> Um, and then Landy also would send uh, a guy to hang out in the studio with a baseball bat so that Brian <laughs> couldn't leave. Yeah, so that wow. Brian couldn't leave. And But Landy was a good guy because sometimes he would reward him with a joint if he did a good job. <laughs> I'm assuming he would pat him on the head, hand him a joint, yeah. and say, good boy, Brian. He would stick it in his mouth and light it for Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jesus Christ, basically. Um there's also some pretty cool thoughts. And people didn't know he was problematic at that time. It took him 20 more fucking years to know. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, I, as much as I do, I mean, even Mike, like, I can still sort of defend, aside from the Trumpism, yeah. um, as, a, as a human. The fact that they all sort of, I mean, it was a little bit of a double-edged sword because Landy really did help him a little bit. And as we'll see in the later 70s when he's uh, out of the thing with Landy, he gets really bad. Like basically Denny levels a bad except doesn't accidentally drown. Yeah. Um, like was homeless and stuff and Or was maybe murdered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so like I can kind of see why they thought it was a good idea. Yeah. But they should have realized that this specific guy that was Eugene, not a good yeah. idea. Like it's a good idea for Brian to have a person looking out for him. Yeah. And to have a doctor, but it shouldn't have been this guy because obviously the way he was working was insane. Um, yeah. So Brian officially left Landy's his first little stint with Landy at the end of '76 after okay. recording "Love You." Yeah. Um, and Carl apparently put the finishing touches on him in the early early '77, it, so it was ready for release. Um, and Brian at this point at that point like he left his care and he was okay for a little bit but pretty quickly descended in the late 70s yeah um was working on a second album 
called Adult Child that never got released, and yeah. there's a bunch of. I just saw a picture. Is is that a yeah like a bootleg? Yeah, there's a lot of bootlegs of it of kind of the unfinished tracks, and then um, we could also do try to do an episode of all of their on all of their bootlegs. Yeah, it'd be interesting. They've got some crazy bootlegs. So, yeah, that's pretty much our background of Love You. Okay. I did want to throw out there, um, this is actually technically from a review of 15 Big Ones, um, but I really liked this. Uh, it's a Robert Criscow review okay. from his little recommendations thing. Uh, where So he was talking about their Transcendental Meditation songs specifically. <laughs> But it just it's it really applies to the Beach Boys as lo- at large through the late 60s and 70s, where he calls it their public transformation from super normals into harmless eccentrics, <laughs> which is a pretty yeah succinct and very accurate way of describing the Beach Boys, except not yeah. quite so harmless as we see with Brian and Denny in right. the <laughs> early 80s. But still, yeah. um, at this point at least, yeah, yeah, harmless eccentrics from super normals, uh, which is nice. Yeah, like. You know, it gives them a little more yeah. three dimension. I mean, can you imagine how boring and shitty Mike and Al would be if they didn't even do TM? Like they were just oh. the people they were with no like I think they're Eastern more mysticism. Having done that, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> I kind of dig what he's saying, but anyway. Um, cool. Before we get into the album, mm-hmm. I sat down with uh, Wyatt, Wyatt yeah. Funderburg. You did, and he had a little something to say about this album. So let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, I think Wyatt. "Love You" is very interesting, whether you like it or not. I love it. Um, have you listened to that? I haven't yet. I, oh, yeah. man. What a trip that is. That is the only, in my opinion, that's the only true Brian Wilson solo record. Because he was not filtered. He had no one telling him how to write lyrics. He had no one telling him how to produce a record. No one holding him back. And he just made a record of a bunch of weird-ass songs that were just Brian, you know? Like, just, I mean, there's no other way to describe it. And he was, like, playing almost everything. There's a little bit of Carl, a little bit of uh, Dennis on that record, but it's mostly Brian. And they were, it was originally going to be a solo record. It was going to be called Brian Loves You. Uh, but when they decided that, okay, we've got a l- enough enough of the Beach Boys on this record now, and Mike's on it and Al's on it, but it's mostly Brian. And that they were like, okay, we're going to call it a Beach Boys record and then call it the Beach Boys Love You. And then it didn't sell very well, so they were like, oh, well, that was it. We're not doing that again. So they went back to making records all together but um, it's really fascinating record it's really different yeah i love it thanks thanks wyatt for your thoughts uh once again i just i do um want to thank that establishment you guys met in once again for playing uh exclusively beach boys music yeah. behind you while you talk that was that's was really, really nice we, i mean we asked and they said no but then they did it anyway yeah it was yeah. kind of funny they were they pulled one over and they winked at you from across the oh they shop. recognized yeah. us from our respective podcasts oh yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. you get recognized a lot and why it does too yeah. a little bit of a local celeb down there yeah. in nashville ta a little bit texas yeah yeah um cool well interesting thoughts why it will is interesting because i think i told you he had said that and you're like mm-hmm. what about pet sounds but Van Dyke Parks wrote the lyrics on the that lyrics. Sound. We'll get into it a little more with "Love You." I don't know if I fully agree with Wyatt, but the lyrics are the one really good argument of it the fact being that more than Pet yeah, Sounds, yeah. But on the other hand, in Pet Sounds, as we know, it was all Brian's thoughts. It's just yeah. that he's a shit lyricist, and so Van Dyke was hired to listen to him rant for two hours and then turn it into a song, whatever yeah. girl problem he was having at the moment. Which 
as a young married man, it turned out calling old cheerleaders that he remembered from yeah. high school at 3 a.m. to tell them about his music career. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, one of my friends told me to uh, listen to Van Dyke Park's a Van Dyke Park's album, yeah. and it sucked. So if you're listening to yeah, this, go fuck yourself. He seems yourself. very... I hear him compared a lot to Randy Newman, who I'm not a fan of personally. Yeah. Randy and so that good. does not attract me at all. Yeah. The Van Dyke Park song cycle record sounds kind of intriguing, but it's also That's the one he told me to listen to. Okay. It. Even though I wasn't a fan. it was revolutionary at the time, it's a very cliche idea now. So I don't know how yep. much I would yeah, get out of it. But yeah. anyway. Let's get into this album. All right, cool. Um so the Beach Boys Love You was released on April 11, 1977, very soon before PJ Star Wars. Star Wars. Another cultural institution in the 70s that has spawned yeah. several sequels, just like The Beach Boys Love Did You. Did you know that originally The Beach Boys had scored uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was supposed to be a surf rock space epic at some point. Uh, that's why Tatooine mm-hmm. is all sand. That's true. Yeah. They just took the water out once they realized The Beach Boys weren't going exactly. to be involved. Yeah. It was, they were supposed to play the Jawas. <laughs> fucking mike pulled out of yeah. the deal after he thought it wasn't going to make enough money yeah yeah dumbass Who's fool now? so uh the record was promoted really <laughs> however al did did make an appearance in <laughs> the al, second and third al one. did end up making an appearance <laughs> yeah. as a jawa yeah, yeah. well right. as yoda oh holy shit yeah 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 that was him oh my he god he didn't even need to put on makeup or Whoa. anything uh, so this record was not promoted very well at all by reprise because the beach boys right before releasing this signed a new record deal with CBS because this fulfilled their contract. Okay. And so Reprise said, fuck you guys. We're going home. That actually, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why um, would you like put- And also Reprise, like aside from 15 Big Ones was the only album on Reprise that sold well at all yeah. for them. And well, the Beach Boys were like- Were there compilations on Reprise? Because those sold well, right? Oh, well, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, Reprise did okay, but I also, they probably were butthurt the entire 70s that the Beach Boys yeah. never came back in the way that they kind of kept expecting them to. Right. So, and then they did and signed yeah. with CBS. So, yeah. So signed with CBS. Uh, so Reprise didn't really promote it, which combined with it being a pretty off-kilter record yeah, uh, made it sell very poorly, although it did really, really well critically and had a lot of like weird underground support uh, like Patti Smith. Yeah, uh, who I honestly didn't. When did her first record come out? It I would have been right around this time. I right? would guess mid seventies. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't realize she was that public of a figure yet. But wrote um in Hit Parade. Uh, yes, Hit Parader. Wrote a whole uh like kind of prosy, uh over poetic if you ask me uh review <laughs> of Love You, that was really positive and interesting um so like it had a bunch of like weird underground like other artists really liked it and critics really liked it but it just didn't sell very well like pet sounds yeah actually yeah it's a very good point um so every song written by brian as we said uh track one mike helped out with uh track five i guess when we get to it we can kind of say but al helped out on one and then roger mcguinn helped out on one as well yeah I like Roger McGuinn. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to the single when we get to it. Uh, a couple interesting notes. So Wyatt was right in that Brian plays most of the instrumentation on this, um, but not all. Uh, Al contributes bass on one song. Al playing a bass, huh? Yeah, I know, right? Huh. Interesting. That is weird. Um, Carl, where did I put all this stuff? Here we go. Um, Carl plays a good amount of guitar. 
like pretty much all the guitar lines are Carl. Cool. On this. Um and then also Carl plays ukulele on Good Time. So listen for that. Yeah. I off the I listened to that song a couple times today and don't remember off the, the ukulele. Off the top, I don't so. recall, yeah. And then Denny plays drums on four or five songs. Denny plays drums. So, and then tenor. a couple of their uh, touring guys play guitar. And uh, Dennis Dragon, brother of Daryl, yeah, shows up sense. to play drums on Good Time. Did you really have to say it was brother of Daryl? Well, I was confused because I kind of forgot... I just saw Dennis Dragon and in my head read Daryl Dragon and was like, yeah. whoa, he's back. That's cool. Yeah. And then reread the page and went, oh, no, it's Dennis they Dragon. They really like somebody having Denny on the, yeah. named Denny on the drums, huh? And then, yeah, at this point, it's exclusive until Denny's yeah. death. And then after Denny's death, no drummer. Yeah. Uh, and then Bruce shows up to sing backing vocals on a couple yeah. songs. And who the fuck knows why? You got to think Mike invited him, I guess. You got to think. Mike like, was like, we need another annoying we need a six-part harmony yeah we need another annoying guy showing up here yeah um and he didn't even contribute the bass fucking al had to do it no what are yeah. you good for bruce johnson absolutely fucking nothing all right are you ready to get into the track by track PJ? i i think that's pretty I'm much ready. all the background we need to get in no. someone's Ooh. speeding by in their uh chopped up chevy dude this sounded like a subaru baja or something <laughs> Let us go on this way. I could see how this somebody... is Carl, and then Mike yeah. will be on the other part of the song okay. singing. I could see how somebody wouldn't like the really deep Moog va- bass sounds. Yeah, I love it. Oh yeah, I think Moog is this. Yeah, yeah it's you really can, you can hear it like throughout the whole song. They're doing the harmonies that I like again. Oh, yeah, that Moog. It's That's really so good. good. Yeah. I really like that. The best Moog baseline is Johnny Carson, but we'll get there when we'll we get, get there. We'll get there, yeah. Um, so this song was written after the rest of the record was finished because uh, Brian wanted a more upbeat song to start it, so yeah. he and Mike sat down and did this one. Huh. Great song. Good Mike vocal. It's a good song, yeah. Like Mike's vocals on this whole record, consistent theme, they're really good. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I as much as I hate to praise Mike Love, th- he did a great he job. He did a great singing. job on this. Yeah, yeah. Here's Mike. This is the great. least nasally he sounded. There have been oh, yeah. t- times in the past where I've like liked his vocal performance, but it was still nasally. Yeah. He's not as nasal here. Oh yeah, yeah. Those like the Moog is just amazing. I don't think yeah. anybody has used. A Moog to do fills like that since I think it is this song. Yeah, this is a really amazing record. Um, I mean, there definitely were people working with electronic instruments in the. I mean, way earlier even. Like they started using synthesizers in like '68, '69. Musicians, yeah. 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 And you know, whatever. Like people like Brian Eno were already around making ambient music and stuff. But um, Roller Skating Child's coming up next. But it's wild how fresh this sounds, and maybe I'm just not listening yeah. to enough music like this. That could, but this the, sounds so the, unique to me. The way you said uh, "Roller Skating Child's coming up next" was like the laziest DJ ever, <laughs> who just did not give a shit about well, the music he was playing. He just is like, yeah, uh, I just yeah, had to finish my thought. It's going, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of hate that I love this song. It's very creepy. Uh, you want to know what makes it even creepier? Was it written about a 13 year old girl? Or it's something? written about Brian's daughters. 
or inspired by, I guess is the better way to put it. But Brian was apparently hanging out with his daughters while ice skating and was like, how cool would it be to write a song about a guy who's sexually attracted to them? That would be fun. But it's an amazing song and great guitar from Carl. It's a good song. It's a thing. There's another song, really good guitar, coming up later that I feel the same way about. That like it's a good song, but lyrically I'm like Brian, dude. I like this song a lot. It's such a yeah. Yeah. It's so boss. Tell me when we get to the B side. Like if it was just roller skating girl, man, because then you could pretend she's like 19. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's oh god damn man. No, it's. I mean, I guess Brian has. And this is a weird comparison, but it's the best I have off the top of my head. Brian has a little bit of the Rivers Cuomo thing, where no matter how old he is, he just still kind of writes from like the teenage perspective. Yeah, yeah. In a way where like, it's still creepy, but like I guess, I mean, I guess you hope that he means that the protagonist in this song is you like would, you would young hope. and that it's yeah. just another young person it, that he's into. It's always weird to me. People who write from that perspective, like there's oh, that yeah. song from the nineties. that's like, I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. Oh yeah. But some shitty, you know, like yeah. bowling for soup or something. I don't know who it's by, but that is the weirdest song for an adult man to write. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very odd, but you know, like a lot of pet sounds is like you know teenage yeah. longing, and even though they're closer to teenagers, like Brian was married at that point in a yeah. way where it's like you don't really need to be singing about like heartache because a girl dumped you in high school. Yeah. So, yeah. That's All right. Fair. Uh, Mona is the next one. This is Denny and Brian singing. This is the first time we get to hear Brian's voice. Yeah. This is Brian. Yeah. This is such a good song. This is a really it's good the, song. It's one like line the entire song and it's good the entire time. Yeah. Like it's only this, this for is, two minutes. M- m- this album and the last album are where I like Brian singing the absolute most. That's really wild. I mean, I really like his voice. I, I might agree with you. I just it's so different. It's, I feel like I'm still wrapping my head around it to some degree. It, it's weird because it's, this I is keep, such a produced album, like yeah. every part of it. But his voice is just so raw. It is like I it, keep it, getting confused yeah. and wondering who that other guy is singing, and then going, "Oh yeah, Brian is both back, and yeah. this is how he sounds yeah. now." Because <laughs> before, like in like the early '70s, even if he would show up and sing, he honestly still sounded pretty Carl-esque. Yeah, like he and Carl at that point just sounded similar enough; it was hard to tell. But here, you can tell he's gone through some shit. And yeah, like yeah, I oh, like yeah. that a lot. Can we call this Soul Brian? I like Soul it's like, Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's like he is trying to imitate. He's not because this is just how his voice is. Yeah. But it sounds like he's trying to imitate like a stack singer. Yeah, I can see that. This is an amazing song. I've never heard like two minutes that's the exact same melody and it's like catchy and cool the entire time. I really like that line, disco, 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 tech yeah. mama. Yeah, it's awesome. I man. love this song. And, yeah. and still Moog, Moog bass, I mean, killing it. This might have been my favorite one on the on this record. That's interesting. I like it a lot. It's not even close to mine. <laughs> it's an amazing song. I think it's a good song. And this might, record is... Uh, I might be mistaken. It's I, a ranking I, yeah. of like A pluses and then A minuses to me. So uh, I, I didn't write anything down for this album. It was just like I listened cool. to it. And I was, but this one All I right. really liked. Next we have an incredible song. This is Mike and Carl again, and another great Mike vocal. 
Pause it before it gets to the part I'm thinking of. You know what I mean. Pause it here. At this point, I was like, I'm not going to like this song. Johnny Carson? Uh, well, I was. I saw the name <laughs> of it, and I was like, I wonder if this is actually about Johnny Carson. Turns out it is. And yeah. like, it, it's, from this point, I was like... It could not be more like, about Johnny yeah. Carson. <laughs> from this point, I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to like this song. Not because it's about Johnny Carson. Just like, I just don't like the intro. Keep going, though. Yeah. Then it got to there, and I was like, this song bumps. And then, and then the Moog jumps in. Yeah. Here. And when it jumps back down in a moment is the... Yeah. So I yeah. talked over it. It's nice to have I like this song a lot. Yeah, it's a fucking jam, man. He, he just wrote it about Johnny Carson. I've literally never seen Johnny Carson in my life, and that's really? how young I am. Yeah. I fucking love this song. It's a great song. This song is a jam, dude. Yeah. I'm going to have you turn it up again in the spot where I talked over. Not yeah. quite yet, but... Yeah, so apparently he was sitting around with a bunch of people, um, and they were talking about Johnny Carson, and yeah. Brian was like, I should write a song about Johnny Carson, yeah. and wrote it in 20 minutes. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. It's coming up, right? Yeah, after this Johnny Carson. Just the Moog baseline here. That is a, it's amazing. Really fantastic. You don't hear Moog used as as the baseline almost yeah. ever. Isn't that what it was made for to some degree? I mean, like it can do a lot of yeah. sounds, but wasn't a lot of it that it was a synthesized bass or no? Am I wrong? I think about some that? of it. I think that's part of it, but you, it could also just, do everything. It is not a thing you hear so much, yeah. though. Like it's really interesting, and like I mean, obviously they don't have a bass player technically because yeah. Brian's not playing bass, but like in studio there would always be another bass player. But it's just interesting that Brian not only, like, that he just went so hard toward the Moog for it. Like, he didn't even have a regular bass player play and then accent with the Moog. Like, the Moog well and truly is the only bass bass on yeah. this whole record. Honestly, if I ever, like, wrote music the way that Brian did, where it's like I knew what I wanted to play in my head, I'd hear a bassist do it, and I'd be like, all right, and then I'd do it on the Moog and be like, that yeah. was way cooler. Well, it's like yeah. Steely Dan famously invented right. a fucking drum machine because they were so sick of having actual drummers play yeah. and having to tell them what to do. So they just made drum machines yeah. a thing. And yeah, anyway. Uh, Good Time is the next one. Uh, This was originally on the Marilyn and Diane Roval album, American yeah. Spring. And then Brian changed the lyrics to be uh, from the point of view of a guy and... Re-recorded it here. Also, this is all Brian singing, and somehow he's lost all the gruff stuff just for this. I guess maybe he's in his head voice. Yeah. I would have to but be. it's really good. It, it sounds good. like old Brian. It does. And now that he's doing the whisper thing, it sounds like old Brian, too. Yeah. Um, this does sound very reminiscent of, like, the good early Beach Boys stuff. Yeah. Like the vocal take, at least. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Th like, I didn't know that it was originally written for women that makes no. it so much less creepy oh you think this song is creepy there's parts of it not creepy where but i'm just like yeah eh, is that i okay mean still? yeah 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 all right but uh 
Um, problematic more than anything, I guess it would be the. I term. mean, kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I see. Not, I see what you mean. It's no student demonstration time. Or what? Like calling Olympians. his girlfriend skinny? I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a good song. It's a great song. I like that. Uh, the synth here. Do, do, do. It's just like super simple, but it sounds really good. Oh, yeah. The organ and Moog on this record are incredible. Shh. Oh, I think this, I think that what we just heard there was the little bit of Al. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of real bass from Al on Good Time. The only real bass yeah. on the record. That was good. I like that. All right. Honking down the highway. This is the Al Jardine vocal. It's really, really good. This is where I started to get a little bit lost, I think. Ah, oh, it's so good. I love this song. I don't dislike it. It's just... Now I'm hearing it again, though. And, like, all of the backing is amazing. No, I like this one. Because I love that you can you can pick out Brian's voice in the harmonies because it's gruff still. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's a good detail. Just Al's, yeah. Al's voice is so great, man. It's I real love, weird. I just like yeah. how he sings. He just always puts a weird accent on something that I love. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so great. No, I like this one. Yeah. This one, once again, great and Moog. Yeah. yeah. I, wanna, I want to hear the honk honk again. Yeah. Get there in a moment. Oh yeah, you you're can, right. Yeah, you I can, can tell definitely Brian. Definitely pick yeah. out Brian. Honk, honk. honk yeah. <laughs> Time now. I hope to God they recorded those harmonies first, and they're like, the key's gonna be in whatever I say it in right now. Honk, honk. All right, <laughs> that's all I can sing. Harmonize right now. around yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I like this tune. I yeah. mean, it's totally inconsequential, but it's a great melody and a good vocal from Al. Yeah. Is this the last fun. song on the A side? No, one more. Okay. We have Ding Dang. I don't remember Ding Dang. This is a mic lead. Oh, here we go. Those drums are great. No, no, no. Sorry. I apologize for what I said on the last one. This is where I started to lose it a little bit. There's a lot going on. I love it. I still think it's a good song. However, I don't like it as much as I like the rest of the songs on this side of the album. I like how into saying ding he gets. Oh, that one um, was just the real quick one. That's it, That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I really like that one for many reasons, but part of why I like it is it really reminds me of... Um, 
like the run in the late 60s that they did from Mama Says and Transcendental Meditation and then Cool Cool Water at the end of Sunflower. Oh. Where they just would do a lot of like songs that were just like fun to sing more than anything else um, to end the album where it was just like a no matter what their individual songwriting took them to, they would end with like a just five part harmony that was fun to sing basically. Yeah. I, um, I did, so that's what that one makes me think of. I think I when I started listening to that song, I was like, I'm gonna have to listen to this for like two more minutes. But it's yeah. only like a 45 second song, so yeah. I'm into it. I like it. I yeah yeah yeah. So that song also has a really good story. Um, so that's the one where Roger McGuinn is credited on it. Cool. Okay, here's a. Uh, let's see, where is this from? Okay, some Roger McGuinn interview from 2004. Uh, so apparently, so Brian came over to his house, to Roger McGuinn's house. Of course he did. Uh, and Brian thing. asked if he had any speed. <laughs> of course he did. So Roger McGuinn said yes. Of course he did. And Brian said, uh, "I'm running away from Doctor Landy." <laughs> right. So it took the speed. Um, and then they hung out and played pool and then played music together, and Brian played this like piano part. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I just you know whatever toying around with this." And then he and Roger McGuinn wrote the words, yeah. quote unquote, ding, to it. Ding, yeah. Ding, 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 dong. Yeah. yeah. Wrote the words to it. And then, um, yeah, all the words they had were, I love a girl and I love her madly. I treat her so fine, but she treats me so badly. And then ding, yeah. dang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he kinda, says, yeah. after five or six hours of this, I got tired and went to bed. When I got up the next morning, Brian was still at the piano playing the same verse over and over again. <laughs> and then... Apparently, like in a different thing, I found that this quote about like every person who came into the studio was, I forget who said it, it was one of the producers, in his words, was subjected to ding dang, <laughs> where Brian would insist that they sit down and listen to it for like five minutes, just that played yeah. over and over again, because he was like obsessed with that one line of melody. And so, and like, but couldn't come up or at least wasn't inclined to come up with anything else to put around it. Yeah. But just loved that like 45 second thing so much that he would just play it for forever and insist that everyone listened to it. And that yeah. makes me <laughs> like that song way more. Yeah. That's it's really so funny. fun. Yeah. And um, plus, I mean, regardless of how they were actually feeling, just when the beach boys sound like they're having fun, the, it, it sounds can, it so comes much across. Fun. Yeah. Like yeah. ding dang sounds like a beach boys party track to me. Yeah. Like it sounds like it's that level of like them yeah. just goofing around together, even if it's made yeah. up. I think, I think I kind of said this earlier. If that had been a three minute song, I would have hated it. But yeah. I think since it was 45 seconds, I did enjoy it. Yeah. And now and we're the story the definitely right? makes it like, Oh, really fun. so good. Yeah. We're getting to the B side now, right? Yeah. One quick note on the A is oh, just yeah. that honking down the highway was the single. <laughs> Weird choice. I mean, there's no real single. Well, I don't know. Actually, the first one would yeah. have been pretty good. Let us go on this way would have been yeah, at yeah. least decent. But um, yeah, honking down the highway, man. I I the A side hadn't been over. I really enjoyed the A side. Inc- yeah, I th- no weak moment on there, if you ask me. I think I get lost on the B side though, like almost entirely. We'll see. All we'll right. See. Uh, so we start with Solar System, a very odd track. Where Brian is singing And he sounds very Jack Riley to me Like that song Till I Die You know He sounds like he's doing that kind of vocal take 
to the degree where I checked Wikipedia multiple times to, to like if you were sure. Am, is it that's really Brian? That's Brian. It sounds a lot like Jack Riley though. During this part, the way he's enunciating sounds very yeah. "Till I Die" to me. I hated the song. I didn't love it uh, initially, and still don't think it's like a favorite. But I definitely, I really like it after a few listens. It's just so fucking weird. How do you not like it? Kind of. That's my thought. I just didn't like it. Um, I thought it was... I thought the words were dumb. All of the lyrics are so dumb. Um, <laughs> I think it's great. But then... I don't know. I just wasn't crazy about it. this melody is good. I don't know. Like I, I like I, the... I enjoy his vocals on it. Yeah, That's about his it. His vocal is really good. But for me, this is like a 2, 3 out of 10 song. Interesting. Yeah. I I agreed initially, but I'm honestly just so charmed by the weirdness of it that I find it impossible to dismiss. Which, yeah, I have more to say kind of on that later. Yeah. But and the Moog is still amazing. The Moog is great too. I think I like his vocal in the Moog, but I don't really like yeah. anything else about it. And I like the bridge too. Eh. All right. Uh, the night was so young. I didn't like this one either. Really? I don't think so. I think this is the most classic Beach Boys sounding song on this record to me. Like, aside from Moog and the difference in their voices, this could be from anywhere from 64 to now to me. This chorus, man. I don't like it's it. It's so beautiful. It's such a good melody, and the harmonies are incredible. Carl's vocal here. I just am not that into this song. Ooh, wait. No. It almost and got And great guitar from Carl. Very straight. 70s. It's a really good guitar line. Um, this is a good song to start talking about on the B side, at least here. There's a lot of weird vocal layering that Brian does. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is everybody singing. Yeah. And then this is Carl. Right. And then after Carl, it's someone else. No, that's still Carl. But after this is someone else. That's someone else. I think maybe Mike. Um, And then, like, during the verse, it's someone else as well. I think Mm -hmm. Brian, maybe. Um And so, like, there's a lot of... I don't know if it was all... If the vocals were all done live or whether it was layered later. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, really fast switching lead singers on the back half of this record that's really cool. Huh. And is really interesting. Like, it's the kind of thing that reminds me of when we talked about Pet Sounds that, um, like, Brian would make them do vocal takes, like, 50 times to get the exact tone that he had in his head for it or, like, the exact phrasing or whatever. And it makes me think of that where, like, I feel like he would swap out lead singers based on the exact line. I have no evidence of this, but I just... I think it's likely that he did that because it was, like, this verse or this line sounds better if a different person is singing it with the tone of their voice, so... Uh, the next song, I'll Bet He's Nice, has a lot of that as well. Where Dian- yeah. Dennis, Brian, and Carl trade off the whole time okay. on different lines. Nice. Uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy like, about that. Like, this is Denny. Last song. Also, this is the only song on the record that is all Moog. There's no other instruments. 
It's just all Moog. Huh. I like that. Yeah. That run. And then this is Brian. Yeah. That makes sense. And then all three of them. Oh, no, just Brian. <laughs> that comes in later. <laughs> I didn't hate this song. I kind of like this song. I one. really like this song. Yeah. I don't know if I really it's like gorgeous. it. I still like it as much as almost anything on the A side, but I, yeah. I do. Yeah, I think it's not a bad song. Yeah, it's just really wild hearing a song this old that is all electronic. Yeah, that doesn't instrumentation. Yeah, and it like it doesn't sound weird and dinky either. Like it sounds like a full song, you know, which he, the vocals help a lot too. Yeah, when he used a mo, he knew how to yeah. fucking use it. Yeah. We'll wait till we get to the um, bridge so we can hear Carl and then. Carl's voice is incredible, yeah. man. He has easily taken the spot, even with Brian's changed voice, of my favorite voice in the Beach Boys. Like that, le- that early that, 70s yeah. period really turned me on Carl, where he is by far the... Yeah, there's some stuff he does that I really enjoy, and then stuff, stuff yeah. that just kind of falls flat. But um, We'll play this just until the end a little bit so we can yeah. hear when the rest of the group comes in. It's coming up right yeah. here, right? I think at the end of this chorus, yeah. Yeah, that Moog run is so good. Going, yeah. yeah, it's excellent. And all the other Moog sounds on this are just, it's really great. I like the woodblock. Yeah. Yeah, and then jumping in with the claps and the claps are good. Multiple part yeah. harmony. It's great. Yeah, I think all right. I like them. Let's put our hearts together. This is Brian and Marilyn doing a duet. Yeah. Total 70s schlock. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like... I like his voice. His voice and Marilyn's voice are great. And the Moog, like, makes it much cooler than it would be if it was just... Even just piano or something. Yeah. Whenever I hear a Moog chord played, where it's like they're doing the bass note and then the full chord on the Moog, it to me... Yeah. Like I imagine somebody hitting a bunch of power lines with a broomstick. <laughs> like that's, I like that. Yeah. That's great. Right there. Yeah. So, but like nothing about this song is special, but just knowing Brian and Marilyn, and then with the fun Moog, I yeah. just I love it. Like, yeah, if like anyone else sang it with any other production, it would suck probably. But yeah. All right. I want to pick you up. This is Denny and Brian. Denny's voice is really good on this one. I liked this one. This is my favorite B-side song. I love the Denny vocal where it sounds like he can't open his throat all the way. Yeah. <laughs> There's parts of this that are uh, really funny and parts of it that are really weird, like yeah. lyrically. Oh, yeah. This song is very odd. The whole yeah. I wish it's my re- wife or girlfriend was a baby yeah. is an interesting thought. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure why that's a thing Brian hopes for, but... Yeah, I like this one. And Brian's voice is great here, too. Oh, truly, truly, I believe this is the best Brian vocal take. Interesting. 
I agree. With it you is probably. a really good mix of gruff and not. This era this song is, is so beautiful. great. This is like this song it's is in. It's Beatlesy, but it's also super modern sounding in a way that the Beach yeah. Boys do occasionally. Where like if some like weird indie band released this in like 2012, I would not think twice about it. Like it sounds so modern with between the. Yeah. I mean, their voices I think are more interesting, but like, I don't know. This sounds like it's something on like to me. Yellow Submarine to me. Could be, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially the chorus when like. Yeah, the chorus is yeah. very. But the chorus Very again Beatles-y. is the part to me that sounds weirdly modern. I know. I, I, could, agree. I yeah, also I think know. the Beatles did a lot of modern stuff. Well, yeah, but. true. So I like this one. We're just waiting till pat 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 her on her butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of. This is a pretty short song, so we'll just wait till the end. Yeah, this part where they're both like kind of yeah, yelling. I don't know singing. why it sounds so. Yeah. It's really good. I really like, yeah. This is, this is my one. favorite B side song for sure. That's really interesting to me. This is probably the weakest one for me on the B-side. I love it, mm-hmm. but it's probably the weakest one. This part's so weird. <laughs> it's so funny. Is that a thing to put a baby to sleep, I think pat him on you, their like, butt? Throw them over your shoulder. Oh, and, I can yeah, dig. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Usually with their back. And then an like old school... That's like the ending too, yeah. Yeah. Um, What song? Not Vegetables. Mama Says. Mama Says, yeah. yeah. Which I love. Airplane. Uh, This is Mike on here with another good vocal and more good Moog. Like here's even Mike being nasally, but it weirdly is great, I think. It's better than what it usually is. Yeah. I like that guitar you can barely hear. Yeah. It was for like two seconds. Oh, okay. There you go. This one was okay. You like this one a lot, don't you? So... I feel like the weirder they get on this album, the more I like it. Because, like, it's just such a nothing song, you know? Like, it's literally just, like, him writing a little autobiography about landing on the plane. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of boring. it's, like, weirdly fantastic in its own way. Like, I I mean, it... It definitely calls to mind a lot of the Friends stuff where it's like weird day in the life songs that I, yes, especially with Brian. Brian might be the only musician that can that, that you think pulls it off, off that yeah. well, but I love it so much. Yeah, it's very excellent. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. All right. Uh, love is a woman. And another pretty good Brian take, vocal take here. Pause it for a second. The melody reminds me of like a faster version of just like a woman. <laughs> yes, Probably. she does. Yeah. Well, and with this, with his, you know, everything caught in his throat that he has. Yeah. Makes sense. True. You can keep <laughs> going this one. Love. 
just like like it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Totally. I love the saxophone on this song. Yeah. And then with the Moog too, where it's just this weird like amalgamation yeah. of fifties music and then electronica. Yeah. Another good mic, by the way, line. Like my, I don't know what happens when Brian tells Mike what to do, but it's great. He doesn't have to think for himself. <laughs> yeah, how did you know? Look at who he supported for president. I don't know. This song doesn't really change. Um, it's a fine song. I like it. I mean, the lyrics are pretty weird. There's something about like, tell her yeah. she smells nice and shit. Yeah, this one. Tell her yeah. she smells good tonight. But like, it's a good song. Just the lyrics are funny, which are like funky, which is just a thing with Brian that you have to expect. I wish it changed up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I kind of like the middle part. I kind of feel like maybe there is another part, but maybe not. Um, I think there is a little bridge, but if there is, we'll turn it up. So kind of what I wanted to say is like along with airplane or the airplane makes me think of is like there's a lot of like kind of inessential like a, a lot of the songs are just like weird and nothing songs like airplane right or like solar system where it's yeah, like yeah. what's why are we even on this topic <laughs> oh yeah this part is i think maybe i, I like just this. didn't like it that much when it changed so yeah. i just <laughs> wrote, wrote the song off yeah um but like to some degree, the whole record is that. Like, there's not a lot of songs that are saying something, aside from, like, maybe the love songs are, like, the most, whatever, deep songs. Yeah. And so, like, just when there's kind of, in my mind, like, an argument for none of the songs being that, like, essential in terms of what they're, like, saying. Yeah. I feel like songs like Airplane, like, you can't really diss it in the context of the album just because it's like well it's not like any more or less good than like honking down the highway or johnny carson which is like a fucking highlight of the whole song or the whole album yeah but it's like it's just as like weird and nothing if you break it down into its parts that's fair but that's kind of why i like this album as much as i do because it's like and part of the fun genius of brian is that he took 14 songs that were like kind of nothing and made them so like interesting through melody yeah. and production that you're forced to be really into it basically mm-hmm. as the listener. So, yeah. Is that the last song? Yeah, that's the last song. Love is a woman. Ending with the yeah. ballad. Yeah. I mean, I thought the A side was very strong and then the yeah. B side lost me at a few moments. But not yep. the entire time, like they used to do, where it'd be like, great A-side, shitty B-side. Yeah. It was just like a great A-side and then like pretty good B-side too. I've seen this one compared to today. Yeah. In that it does like I the upbeat ones on yeah. the A-side and then it's all kind of ballady stuff on the B-side. Yeah. I don't quite agree just because I think this I, album is way better than today. I see what they're going for. Or at least the B-side of this album is way better than the B-side of today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah. But... Uh, like I yeah I kind of get it but I don't know like not all the songs are slow on the back like they're kind of slow yeah. but the night was so young uh, yeah I don't know so yeah. interesting yeah. do interesting you have any album. do you have any overall thoughts on it super tired PJ I'm still a little tired um <laughs> just a little tired I th- I liked it 
I thought I thought I was going yeah. I thought I was going to hate it. Um uh, this was I, one where I had no idea what to think going in. Yeah. It felt like I was either going to love it or hate it. The only thing that I knew about this album going in is in is what Wyatt had told me. Right. And I wasn't sure if that was a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Cuz he was like it's essentially a Brian Wilson solo album and I was like oh, I hated Smiley Smile and that yeah, was kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Um but this one was like I'm surprised Brian made this good of an album in his state in 77. And I realized that he wasn't like doing as many drugs because of Eugene Landy, but still like it's, it's incredible that somebody who has decayed that much mentally in like 10 years, like, yeah. Cause yeah, from like 67 to 77 were like, it was a rapid decline for his like overall mental health and like drug use and stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's, it was a good album. I like it. Yeah. 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 I, I probably an overlooked album a lot of the time, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff. From well, because it's like, but... yeah, because, I mean, if you're, like, kind of looking at their general output, like, this is in between 15 big ones, and then all their late 70s and early 80s stuff is literally just about. shit. Yeah. And so, like, if you're just scrolling through, like, their discography, you probably aren't going to select, even if you've heard yeah. it's pretty good or whatever, you aren't going to select the one that's in between five terrible albums. Truly, You're going to go back to an era where they had like four good ones in a row. Yeah, I thought so, it was going to suck, but it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the production takes it a long way for me. Like the Moog really makes this record for me. The Moog was really in a way. Good. I mean, I'm sure it could still be good if it was produced yeah. in like the today style or whatever, because the songs are still good. But the Moog is what makes it really special. Um, yeah. Um, there was. Me. I forgot what I was going to say. That was okay. I have uh, a bunch more to say if you go, no, <laughs> you go can for remember. It. Go for it, yeah. So a couple things. So I kind of want to not really respond to Wyatt, but just go off that prompt for a second. So I get what he's saying about it being like the truest Brian Wilson solo record. Yeah. Which I think I agree with. I would, even though Van Dyke Parks wrote the lyrics for Pet Sounds. I would still argue that that was that it's basically at least on par with Pet Sounds in terms of how much control Brian mm-hmm. had over it. Like no one was forcing those lyrics to be used. It's just Brian had no interest in writing lyrics. Yeah, and they needed them, so he got Van Dyke to do it. Um, and and if this is the truest Brian solo record, the one very weak point is still the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> and so like to it, my mind. I don't think it makes a huge difference either way if you're going to have that kind of argument. Yeah. And also, I don't really see... I mean, clearly it's no pet sounds, right? But No, but I, yeah. I think it's in that vein, honestly. It's in like that it's, vein. It's not in that vein in terms of being like one of the greatest records ever made, but it's in that vein in terms of what... I don't know, what it is. Like, if you yeah. can listen to pet sounds without putting it on this pedestal, I think they would sound very similar, honestly. Um, I don't think I don't think I had put pet sounds on a pedestal when I had listened to it. I'm not the saying first time. you, you, but I'm saying well, I know. you as in people. But that's what I'm like. I think, I think truly, pet sounds uh, just is a lot boppier, dog. <laughs> uh, I liked this album, and I I yeah. dig what you're saying about it being like the, the pet sounds of the '70s. Um, and I think most of the songs are really good, yeah. but. I mean, they're the best song on this album isn't even as good as the worst song on Pet Sounds. I don't know if that's true. What's what's your what's the worst song on Pet Sounds? 
that one instrumental. <laughs> Pet sounds. If we're not counting <laughs> the instrumentals, instrumental. yeah. Uh, let me pull it up. All right. Any lyrics? I feel song. like we talked about this on the Pet Sounds episode, and I got into a whole long rant about how I didn't want to say that there was a worse song because they're all equally great. Right, but that's how ranking things works. You have. Yeah, to but I don't want to do that. Okay, yeah, we're not having to. this conversation. I'm not getting dragged into this again. Um, you're totally right that the songwriting is not as strong. Yeah. But in terms of the, I don't know, like, uh, I feel like I sound like a crazy person, but kind of like, I just, this album really does make me think of Pet Sounds in a weird way where like, you can tell it's the same guy. I absolutely see what you're saying. So, and I also don't, a lot of people, I'm not saying this is what Wyatt meant or that what anyone, uh, a lot of people, uh, seem to be, uh, like sad that this isn't a Brian Wilson solo album. Uh, like when they figure oh. out that it was supposed to be and it's like somehow someone robbed them of a great experience listening to a Brian Wilson solo album. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have to think it would be better as it is than it would Brian, oh, yeah. Brian Wilson solo. Yeah. Well, and not even, even if Brian was totally there, I just still think it's way better because I think as we've seen through the late 60s and early 70s, the rest of the Beach Boys are really fucking good. And so, like, having, even if they're minor contributions, like, even just having their harmonies and, like, some more voices for texture is, like, a huge boost to this record. If this record was all just Brian and a Moog, it would be super interesting, but it wouldn't be good. Yeah, it'd be, like, Daniel Johnson type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it would probably be a much more interesting record, but it would not be nearly as listenable or as good. It wouldn't have been as produced, that's for damn sure. um, But... Yeah, like, I am... It's a good album. So glad the rest of the Beach Boys were on this. Um, and I'm also very glad Brian this got is, back enough. This is one I'd pick up on on it, uh, vinyl. Yeah. Do you want to give it a rating? I'm going to say seven or eight. Um, seven I think I have eight. to pick one. But I think I'm going to go seven because there were just like two songs on the B side that I was just not wild about. Okay. But the, the, that... The A side is really, really good. Yeah. Um, I gotta go nine. That that's high. Yeah, but it's okay. So for I you, thought about ten. Pet sounds was a ten for you. Yeah. Holland was a nine. Holland. What was you gave maybe two other ones a nine? Holland was an eight. Okay. Um, and I do think I. I think this is a better full album than Holland. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, Do you know what else you gave a nine to? Wait, oops. I was searching the wrong thing. Carl and the Passion. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so Holland eight. Um, I think, oh, Surf's Up, I gave a nine, which I would stand by. Okay. Um, I think you just like, I'm not saying this album was like experimental, experimental. Wild Honey, we both gave nines That's because Wild Honey fucking rules, dog. And then we both I have, think- We even talked about this on the podcast. Smiley Smile, nine. And yeah. then- Oh, yeah. And then I think I probably gave Today a nine. I think you gave Today an eight. Yeah, seven. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, that B-side's rough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's- And I think that's true. I think it's up there for me in the top five Beach Boys records. So I think that works because that's what five yeah. records I gave nines and tens to. I think it was a good album. Sounds. I'm gonna stick with my answer, of course. But totally fair. Um, yeah, I don't think this was as good as I think. I don't think it was good as Wild Honey. But you seem to dig the no, more like I think kind of equal. experimental oh. stuff. I don't think I wouldn't say that this was an experimental album. But there is some stuff that they're mm-hmm. clearly playing with a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, and I think you enjoyed that a little bit more than I do. Oh yeah, the Moog makes it. And I, lo- I there's love the also Moog. I found a couple things written about like how it's honestly not I wouldn't say a very experimental record. Um, no, I don't think like it was a too, couple songs yeah. are weird, like Johnny Carson and the Solar System song. I think maybe but I'm just saying they aren't experimental because it was all Brian. Yeah. So it just seemed like Brian being like a puppet master kind yeah. of a thing. And I don't dislike that, but uh, there was just a few songs where the production was interesting, but the song itself was boring. And yeah. you, you appreciate that more than I do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, to me, like this aside, yeah, aside from the crazy production, I think this could slot in next to any of their better late 60s, early 70s records. Okay. Like if this one came out like in between Surf's Up and Holland, it would be like, yeah, all right, just another interesting thing from the Beach Boys. Okay, yeah. You know, because it's like, it's weird, but it's not crazy. Like it's, I think a, no, 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 it no, still no, no, sounds no, no. It's not definitely crazy. like the Beach Boys. It's still, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I just, it, I, I th- yeah, I think, I think I just meant the like well-produced songs that weren't, yeah, interesting. You liked, yeah, but yeah. I digress. All right, that's been the Beach Boys love you, PJ. The Beach Did Boys you know boys that? love you, <laughs> listeners out there. That's as well. true. The Beach Boys boys do love you, and we love you, listeners, even more if you went to teespring.com and searched <laughs> the BBB that's podcast. Right. Yeah, uh, pick up Get some merch, in. baby. Mm-hmm. Pick up sweatshirt, t-shirt, or some pretty cool stickers. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds good. Yeah. Anything else we need to? I don't think so. I think overall, go. pretty good album. And Great record. I'm excited that there is at least one highlight in what it can only be called a cesspool of records yeah. for the rest of the Beach Boys' tenure as a band. So, they, they're they just came off of such a bad album too. I know. That did make this one feel particular, like because you yeah. know having Holland be the last record we went through, and then just going fifteen big ones big being ones. pretty terrible, and then going into this one, yeah. I Rough. wonder if on yeah, after a few months, I'll feel the a same. little less high on this yeah. record just because it felt so good listening to a really That's good what, record there, right after such a crappy one. There was one album where you asked me if we were being too nice, and I was like, I think we might be because we're starved for anything. Was it Holland right after Carl and the Passions? Maybe. No, I think it was before that. Okay. Um, but just like being starved yeah. for something good. Yeah. Because like the last album wasn't great. And no. then I cannot imagine it's better after this. No. I, I will stand by, by the way. I had my music on shuffle the other day and a couple, I think, uh, Back Home and then Susie Cincinnati from yeah. 15 Big Ones, both of those popped up on shuffle and divorced from the rest of the record. Fucking jams. Like very good songs, yeah. and the production didn't seem as bad when it was out Just of nowhere one. instead yeah. of fifteen songs in a row that sound like shit. Yeah, I get so, that. <laughs> that feels very much like one. If I just deleted all the shitty songs, I would totally go back to like the five decent ones. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. regardless. All right. All right. Well, man. that's been the Beach Boys. Love you. We are the Beach Boys boys, and we love you. And we'll catch you guys on. A wave tomorrow. The wave to the solar system. Which is Pluto. Because you can't see yeah. it through a telescope. It's it was far. still a planet then. That's it true. actually might have been pre-Pluto it, being a planet. Oh, dude. Dude. Twinkle. We didn't do our research. Oh, oh, damn. We'll get an expert on next week to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get right. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs>